Welcome to Open-Minded Healing, where the topic is alternative health. We will be having conversations with the practitioners that offer a variety of alternative healing modalities, as well as everyday people who have recovered their health outside of the MD's office. Join us with an open mind for conversations that may provide solutions to healing your own body on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. I'm Marla Miller. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone. My guest today, Vanessa Biganotti, is a holistic health and wellness coach who has reversed the irreversible. She was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, nine other illnesses, and suffered from 50-plus symptoms. At 24 years old, she was bound to a cane, and today she is hiking mountains. Vanessa turned her pain into her purpose and now helps those with chronic illness take back their quality of life. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my journey today and hopefully inspire others. Yeah. Well, when people hear reverse the irreversible, that's intriguing right there. So especially when you also bring in chronic Lyme disease, because so many people around the country have suffered from that and it's a hard thing to get rid of. So let's get into your story. I mean, you have a lot to share with 50 plus symptoms. So maybe we can start with when did you first notice any kind of problem and what was that symptom? And then how did that start to escalate and become a bigger problem? Yeah, yeah, totally. So there's kind of two parts to that. So as a child, I started having symptoms, but we never really added it up, right? So I was dealing with ADHD and insomnia. And I had joint pain as a child, which was really unheard of, you know, someone who's like 12 years old to have joint pain. And I just had so many stomach issues. It was just hard for me to eat certain things. And we never really added that up. We just kept them as separate things going on and never put them together, right? We didn't piece the puzzle together. So technically I was undiagnosed with Lyme disease for almost 15 years. And basically I went to college. um, And during that time, obviously college is very stressful. I graduated college, got my master's and I moved to the city of Boston. And all of that stress really triggered and kind of woke up everything I was dealing with that was underlying that was there. So right after college is really when I started getting to the point I could no longer ignore what I was dealing with. So after college, what were you dealing with? What were some of the other symptoms besides those you mentioned? Yeah. So I was still dealing with the ones I mentioned, although, you know, the ADHD was uh, getting better and, you know, I, it wasn't an everyday thing. And then after college, things that really were coming up were, I started having numbness in the whole left side of my body. So that was really terrifying because I was taught that that's a sign of a stroke, right? Like literally the left side of my face to my left arm, to my left leg, just the whole left side of my body would go numb. And I was having these extreme panic attacks and extreme anxiety, which I had never had before. Partially, I think was due to the fact that I was having these symptoms that I knew something was wrong with my body. And that kind of created that spiral effect. But, you know, I was dealing with the numbness, heart palpitations, anxiety. I was having extreme headaches. 
the joint pain had gotten way worse at the time. And it wasn't just the joint pain I had before, which was only in my knees. It had now spread to my ankles, my knees, my hips, my wrists, my elbow. So it just really, I felt like the tin man. And there was a whole laundry list of symptoms. Like I said, I was dealing with over 50 symptoms. So I was having stomach issues. I was having chronic pain in my whole body. And I couldn't figure out why, like my neck was so stiff. I could barely move my neck. And this was like 23, 24 years old. So that it just wasn't adding up, you know? Yeah. So how did you get through college? Was that an issue trying to study or anything? Or you, you just pushed through? College wasn't an issue. And I don't know. Um, I'm not quite sure why I, I don't really remember too many symptoms in college. I do remember having headaches in college and there was one episode of about a six month period where I was having these blackout episodes where I was getting to a point of almost fainting. And at the time it ended up being mono. I had mono and I just think the lifestyle I was living in college and then the very stressful moment of moving to Boston really just allowed the Lyme disease and the other symptoms and diseases I was dealing with to flourish. You know, my body was in this state of stress. So it was the perfect kind of formula for them to come up and take over. Yeah, I think that's a good point that stress can trigger or reactivate uh, different illnesses in your body. So it is such mm-hmm. a big, a big factor that comes oh into goodness. play. Yes. Yes. So what were you doing at this point? Were you going to a variety of doctors? Um, you know, did you ever see a rheumatologist or a neurologist or who were you in contact with? <laughs> yes, I've seen, I, at that point I was seeing lots of doctors, um, you know, and I was so young. I also just wasn't at the mental and emotional capacity to really understand. Right. I was like, I know something's wrong, but I, you know, didn't trust myself. I put my trust in everybody else. So, you know, I was in and out of the ER because I was having these episodes where I actually thought I was having a heart attack or a stroke. And I was like, I'm not okay. And I would go to these, the ER and they would be like, oh, this is just anxiety. You have a pinched nerve. Like, you know, cause I was, wasn't able to feel the left side of my body. They're like, oh, it's just a pinched nerve. Or, oh, you just have anxiety. You can start following up with this primary care and all that stuff. And at the time I was like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, so I started seeing a primary care who just told me it was all emotional and mental and was like, you are just experiencing anxiety and it's triggering these symptoms in your body. So, you know, I was put on anxiety medication and at the time I was like, okay, we'll just see if this gets better. So as like, I think it was a a six month period, I would go in every couple of months and tell them it was getting worse and they would just up the anxiety medication. And it got to the point where I ended up in the ER again. And I was like, you know what? This is not anxiety. (laughs) You know, I was like, this is not anxiety. I'm like, the anxiety is trying to tell me something is wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I continued seeing so many doctors just started doing so many tests. I got a new primary care, you know, I lived in Boston, so I was going to the best hospitals. Um, you know, I was seeing infectious disease doctors. I was doing different kind of testing. I was seeing a cardiologist a lot because I was having all of these heart symptoms. I was really worried about my heart, you know, 
And it was really challenging because all my tests were coming back normal. Nobody could figure out anything that was going on with me. And I finally was lucky enough to have a friend tell me, it sounds like you have Lyme disease. And I was like, what is that? Like, I never heard of that. They were like, yeah, you know, my aunt has it really bad. um, And a few other members of my family, you should get that checked out. You have similar symptoms. So I ended up getting into this specialist by pure miracle. You know, it was like so divinely guided. She was booked out for like six months and I had called and I was like, I feel so awful. Like I I need help. And they ended up calling me back within like three hours and like, we have a cancellation for tomorrow. And I was like, I will be there. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. When that happens. Yeah. So when I went in to see her, I, um, she was like, yeah, this looks exactly like Lyme. And, you know, she died. She diagnosed me with Bartonella, Babesia, and, you know, I had just so many other things going on too. I was diagnosed with POTS, which is postural tachycardiac syndrome, anxiety, depression. I had SIBO with like all my gut issues, you know, it was just a whole laundry list of things. And that's kind of where my journey started is finally getting that diagnosis. So when you went to see her, she was able to run a test to see that you had the Lyme and the Bartonella. And then what about POTS? Was she running blood work? And how do you diagnose those other things you mentioned? My blood work has never come back positive. I think at the time when I was diagnosed with Lyme, this was over six years ago now. So the testing for Lyme disease was not very accurate then. And uh, to my knowledge, it's not that accurate still. So it's very hard to diagnose Lyme disease, right? My test did not come back positive. My test for Bartonella came back positive, but my other tests did not. And we just basically went off symptoms. Because of how many symptoms I was experiencing, it was hard to deny that something was going. Like yeah. there was, it, you couldn't say I was well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and also if you were tested and Bartonella came back positive, that is, I mean, that is usually related, right? right? Like a co-infection, co-infection. of Lyme. Yeah, I think the testing has changed a little bit. I know a lot of people, they send the lab work to Igenix in California now mm-hmm. to get a better result based on how they do the test. Did you stick with that doctor to start your healing journey or then switch to someone else? My journey from there went rapidly downhill. I was put on a treatment that was way too strong for my body. Um, I was put on like a combination of three antibiotics that were just... For someone well over my uh, height and weight and things just took such a nosedive from there. That was when my symptoms got way worse. That's when I had to give up driving. I started walking with a cane because my pain was unbearable. Um, I started having allergic reactions to the medications they were putting me on. Again, I was like in and out of the ER because of the amount of pain my stomach was in. So it got really bad. And it got to the point where I actually couldn't even handle eating food. And I had to basically just be on a liquid diet for a little while in order to handle even just getting nutrients in. I mean, there was like, there was about a three or four day period where I just didn't even eat because everything was causing me pain. So yeah, I ended up switching doctors to, um, one of the best doctors in New England, actually, for Lyme disease. And my case was so severe, I really just needed serious expertise there. So we immediately took me off the antibiotics. They were just causing so much damage. Um, I ended up doing a 
holistic and conventional medicine route for a little while. So with this doctor, I ended up starting my holistic journey and I ended up taking antibiotics as well, much lower doses, something way less strong. And I did a pulsing method where it was only two weeks on, then I would stop taking it for two weeks. And that's when I finally just had a more of a breakthrough. You know, I wouldn't say I was getting better or seeing improvements, but it wasn't as debilitating as it was before. Um, I was still using my cane and not able to drive and pretty much just stayed in the house at that point. But it just felt like a turning point in my journey. So who was this doctor? It was Dr. Phillips in Wilton, Connecticut. Okay. I'm sure people would like to know who the experts are in Lyme out there because it's hard to find sometimes. Yeah. And on that note, I think that certain doctors are good for certain parts of your journey. I've been through three or four doctors until I got to remission. And each person played a really good part in my journey. And then I outgrew that part and switched to something that was more aligned for me. That's such a great point don't get so dead set on something that you stop exploring other options. If something's not working or not going as far as you need it to go. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is, and I see this in my clients as well, is we give our power away to other people. We give our power to our doctors and we put all of our eggs in one basket when really we hold the power to heal. Like our bodies are so miraculous. Like our bodies can heal from so many things, you know what I mean? And We need to follow what's best for our bodies and advocate for ourselves and put the power back in us to follow what's best for us because not one, one size does not fit all, especially when healing chronic illness. Yeah. I a hundred or a thousand percent agree with you (laughs) that that we need to be our own best advocate for sure. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, I guess, made you want to shift from that doctor to the next doctor? It was a combination of things. At that point, I felt that conventional medicine was no longer helping me and I was ready to go the holistic route. So I had kind of dipped my toe in. I started working with him on the conventional route and I started dipping my toe in into the holistic realm of things and started on doing different healing modalities along with the medications I was on because I realized that I was putting all my eggs in one basket, like we were saying, to the medication and I wasn't really seeing that many improvements To be honest, at this point, if I were to look back on my journey, I don't know if the antibiotics helped me at all. If I had to do it all over again, I would have done natural from the beginning. Uh, But everybody's journey is different. And this is just what worked best for me. So I started dipping my toe in, right, as I said, to the holistic realm. And I started doing all these other modalities because I was like, I need to put my eggs in more than one basket. I need to create this toolbox of healing. And so I really started with nutrition. I started getting on the right supplements for my body that were going to promote healing. And I started doing other things like acupuncture, Reiki. You know, I started doing yoga. I started doing mindset work, which was really huge in my healing. And, you know, just other modalities like sauna therapy, um, massage therapy. I really started focusing on creating joy in my life because I think a lot of times we get stuck in that rut and then we get into that depressive loop and you almost forget why you're fighting and why you're trying to heal. So I really try to bring in that creativity and play and joy in order to remind myself why I was doing this. 
And as I continued on this journey, nutrition ended up being like the biggest thing in my healing. Uh, Just cleaning up my diet and getting on the right foods was huge. So that my journey is progressing, right? I'm still on medication. I ended up working with that doctor for, I'd say almost another year, maybe like eight months. And then it just didn't feel right. The antibiotics at that point, I felt like were just causing more harm than good for my body. I, you know, I was like not seeing results. I really plateaued in my healing. And I was like, I think it's just time to let these go. And that was really a scary part of my journey, you know, because I was so used to conventional medicine, like the fact, the fact to just branch off from that completely was a really big deal. But I ended up working with this naturopathic doctor who we did an herbal treatment. So it was all different herbs and supplements. And that was honestly the best thing I did for my journey besides nutrition. Nutrition and this herbal treatment just were such a game changer. And so I really tailored my herbal protocol to the symptoms I was dealing with, right? And it's just so amazing to see that there's just like herbs out here for symptoms, right? So like I was still having all of these heart symptoms. That was one of my biggest ones that took me forever to get rid of. And this naturopathic doctor was like, well, hawthorn berry is a really great herb for your heart. So I started taking that and it was amazing. My heart palpitations like were immediately reducing. Um, If I were having like a heart episode, I call it, and I took some of that, it would go away. You know what I mean? It was just so powerful. So this was like a huge turning point in my journey. I went, I ended up going plant-based vegan, which was also really, really great for me. Um, I know some people do much better on meat, but my body was just like, we want fruits and vegetables. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I did plant-based vegan and then started on this herbal protocol, you know, so I was doing things. This herbal protocol was great because it was addressing heavy metals. It was addressing any kind of pathogen, whether bacterial or viral. So it was not only addressing the fact that I had Lyme, but I was also dealing with Epstein-Barr virus. I was dealing with SIBO, which is a bacterial overgrowth. You know, I was dealing with mold, yeast, all these other things. And this herbal treatment that I was on was just addressing so many layers that I was just healing such deeper levels. Was your herbal protocol, was it a particular company? Because there is a company that I've used and it does everything that you're saying. Yes. Uh, I used uh, the Cowden or, or Nutramedics. Oh, okay. I was thinking there is a company, it's Microformulas out there mm. as well. That's very good. And I know for practitioners, it's called CellCore, but mm. I was curious if that's what you had been using. But yeah, I agree. There is power and herbs for all those things you mentioned, the heavy yeah. metals, the viruses, the parasites, all of that. So your naturopath was guiding you along on that so protocol? She, yes, she was guiding me along on the protocol. And at this point, I had already self-studied nutrition for so long that I was kind of guiding my own journey in terms of my diet and lifestyle. Yeah, so that's where we were kind of going. That's great. So between the nutrition as well as the herbal protocol, you're doing that and you're starting to feel a little better. Oh yeah. Yes. How long did that take to start feeling the difference? 
Mm. I was making improvements before then. So before I went on the herbal protocol, I would probably say I was somewhere between 50 to 65% better. You know, I had some really good days. I didn't always need the cane. I was driving again. So things were getting better. And I really equate that to the fact that I had already started a strict diet. You know, I really cleaned up my diet. So I was cutting out the foods that were triggering my illnesses, but also giving my foods that heal. So I believe that that was so helpful. I was also on a bunch of different supplements. I was up to like 52 pills a day between supplements and the medications I was on. So as far as the supplements, how were you determining which supplements to take and how many? Was that through blood work or how were you doing that? So I actually did something called muscle testing or applied kinesiology. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was really amazing. Um, You know, I had done blood work that showed, you know, I was very deficient before I started this journey. So then I got on the ones that I needed for my deficiencies, but then I used this uh, muscle testing that really helped narrow down what I was needing. Right. So like I would have different flare up of symptoms, right? And sometimes it would be more mold related or sometimes it would be more SIBO related or sometimes it would be more EBV, you know? And the muscle testing really helps me narrow down where I needed to focus my my supplements on. So it was like some weeks I needed things that were helping me detox and other weeks I needed things that were actually killing off pathogens, right? Like oregano or myrrh, you know, stuff like that that was actually like, knocking back what I was dealing with. So when I got to the herbal protocol, I was plateauing. I wasn't seeing any difference. And I was thinking that the medications were holding me back that I was on because I like couldn't break this almost glass ceiling. And I was like, why, why can't I get past this? And I was, you know, causing my stomach so much damage with so much antibiotic use, you know? So um, I went on the herbal protocol and continued the supplements with the muscle testing that went on the herbal protocol and then kept up with my nutrition, right? My diet and lifestyle. And I did many, many lifestyle things too, that I believe helped um, my healing as well. So I was on the herbal protocol, I think for nine months. And that is when I technically reached remission. Unbelievable. So you were able to get off the cane. Yes, yes, yes. You no longer had joint pain and no longer had the headaches and what else? Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, it was tough to say because remission looks different for everyone, right? And sometimes that means people still deal with symptoms, but are manageable. For me, that was not an option. I Uh, even though I was in remission as my naturopathic doctor called it. And I would say I was in remission. I would say I was 90% better. Like from where I started, I barely had any symptoms. I maybe had like maybe 15 or less. And it wasn't something that was affecting my day to day. I was able to live my life again, which was amazing. But when I was at the depths of my illness, I told myself that I was going to be symptom-free because that was my goal. I was like, this is, I'm going to be symptom-free. Like, this is not going to affect me. So when someone was like, okay, you're in remission now, now you just have to maintain it for the rest of your life. That was not, I was like, no, (laughs) like, no, I, I understand that concept, but that's not where I'm going. I'm going symptom-free. So I got to an amazing point. So happy I got there, right? But then after that, I stopped working with the naturopathic doctor as frequently and just decided to take healing into my own hands. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use herbs and I'm going to use nutrition and I'm going to get symptom free. 
So I just, like I said, put it in my own hands and started tailoring my diet to exactly the things that were still bothering me. So sometimes, you know, I had some symptoms here and there, like my joint pain was still there, but on a scale of one to 10, you know, it was like a one or a two. Sometimes it would be a three, but I was determined to get that to being something I didn't even deal with. So I really used specific foods and herbs that I knew were going to continue to heal me. So after I reached remission, I have reached deeper levels of healing. Like I said, I went plant-based vegan. So I started, you know, juicing a lot more food so I could intake more quantities of healing food. Um, You know, I'm trying to think of other good examples, like For example, the hawthorn berry was really healing my heart. So I continued that. I did things like heavy metal detoxing on a a deeper level to really help clear my body of that. You know, I really focused on supporting my liver through foods, you know, so like dandelion greens, milk thistle, even though that's more of a supplement, but like asparagus is really good for your liver. You know, so I was just using foods through all my research and everything I learned that I knew were going to heal me on deeper levels. I mean, I've been doing that now for four years and I'm virtually symptom-free at this point. Every now and then I, I might have a little something come back, but at this point I know what to do in order to get rid of that symptom. And I don't resonate as someone who's sick anymore. So if you were to meet me out in public, you would not know I had chronic Lyme. I don't resonate with any of the labels. Well, I like, you don't resonate with the label. You don't resonate with that energy of it either. Exactly. And it's interesting because isn't that what I told you when I first saw you on here that you have such a great energy? (laughs) (laughs) It's a healthy vibe. Well, I resonate with everything you've been saying because I think everything that you described, I feel like I was listening to my story, but mine was Mm -hmm. autoimmune. So Mm -hmm. to me, it sort of brings in what I believe is the same healing path for disease, you know, whether it's an autoimmune condition or it's Lyme or it's something else that is weighing your immune system down. It's Mm -hmm. like you took steps to remove layer by layer what was burdening your immune system and then you regain your health. So that is through all the ways you mentioned, the nutrition supplements, what your body in particular is missing or low on, Mm -hmm. as well as I think the stress, you know, removing stress in any way you can, whether it's meditation or Reiki or different ways, and then removing viruses and uh, heavy metals and parasites and toxins. Mm -hmm. So what you said about being in remission, I mean, I heard the same thing as well. Like, you know, that's great. You're at this point. You don't need to keep putting in all this hard work. But I always said, I'm not happy. And if there's more I can do, I will continue to do it. Right. Uh, there there won't be a point where I'm like, okay, this is good enough. Mm-hmm. Like it's always optimal health is the goal. So yeah, like you've shown, it is a lifestyle. It becomes a lifestyle and you're always working mm-hmm. on it because throughout life, there's always things that are going to weigh down your immune system. So I guess, make your identity that of a healthy person exploring new things always as you go through life. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this has become my life and I'm not upset about it. And in the beginning, I was like, this was hard, you know, thinking that I had to change my entire life. Something I like to say to my clients is like, you can't heal in the same environment that got you sick. Right. So that journey was so challenging and scary to really change my entire life. But now I'm living just such a healthier, happier life and health and longevity and being healthy has just become such a priority to me, especially, you know, chronic illness, autoimmune disease. Like I can name almost everybody in my life that has a symptom, right? It's just so on the rise at this point. And now I truly believe that wealth is actually your health at this point, you know, it's like the new wealthy is being healthy. And this is just such a lifestyle that, I love now, you know, I mean, being healthy feels so good that I'm going to keep striving to be healthy and keep doing this for life. Well, yeah, I think that's the difference when you're starting off, you're transitioning to the unknown. First of all, Mm -hmm. you don't know what that will even feel like when you're, you know, when you're feeling so terrible, you can't imagine feeling good. And it is a huge transition as far as emptying out your kitchen, researching, knowing what to bring in. and But once you create those habits and you've got it down, then it runs so much more smoothly. And then when you start to feel better and better and you know what that feels like, you're excited to feel that way and continue whatever is going to bring you that joy and health. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I just truly believe that healing is such a spiritual journey. You know, you're really just diving so deep into yourself and just changing so much about you because you heal on more than one level. You're not, you're you're healing physically, but you're also healing so many other levels of yourself as well. Yeah. How did you address beyond the physical? How were you addressing the spiritual healing? I think that something that was really important along my journey that I always love to note for people is the emotional healing that I also went through. I really worked with a lot of different coaches and therapists over the years to address emotional traumas that I had been through in the past, because I believe that that those traumas are stuck in your body and become physical, right? So For example, the heart palpitations and the heart symptoms I was dealing with, I was doing everything possible to heal this from a food is medicine level. And until I actually addressed the heartbreaks and the trauma that I had been through, that was when my symptom finally healed. It was like I had to mend my heart on an energetic level to also heal the physical And it was like, once I dove into the past traumas that I had, the anxiety loosened. It was like the heart finally healed. How did you do that? Was it through just therapy or did you try different techniques or energy healing or what were you doing? (laughs) Uh, I did a lot. So (laughs) it was kind of a combination of all the things. I was just so ready to try anything and everything for healing. So I really tried as much as possible you know, healing just became my passion at that point. So I was like just investing everything to the healing. So I did many, many things. Um, And I'm not sure what exactly targeted, you know, the healing of my heart. I feel like it was just such a combination of things. Um, But Reiki was really helpful. Acupuncture was more of a physical level, I think, but Reiki is more energetic. I did a lot of different mindset work. So mindset reframing. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like I did stuff like oh, yeah. his work. 
yeah. So I did a lot of that. Um, I also worked with a somatic releasing practitioner. So she is a trauma informed coach who, um, did a lot of different tools in order to release trauma from my body. So somatic practices were part of that at different, like sound therapy. I did different sound therapy, really creating a safe space in my body, um, nervous system regulation, stuff like that. Um, so those are really helpful trying to think what else, like for my heart specifically, I think it just becoming aware of my traumas and then working through them to heal them. So that also looked like coaching and therapy, working with someone trauma-informed, the somatic releasing exercises were specific for that. Yeah, that's so great to address healing on all levels. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I agree. It's not just a physical symptom that is the problem. You do have to go deeper. We are much more complex um, and spiritual, mm-hmm. even if someone's not religious, we're all spiritual beings that right. ha- that have energy. We're composed of energy, so I think it is important to address all aspects. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. So, if you could give someone out there, especially suffering from Lyme, your say top five things you would tell them mm-hmm. from the start to give them hope, to give them direction what might that be? Yeah, I definitely have a few things. One, healing is possible. So don't let anyone tell you that you can't reverse the irreversible because if you believe it, that's half the battle of doing it. Um, And always advocate for yourself. You know, switch doctors if you're not feeling heard. Uh, Switch doctors if it's not resonating with you anymore or it's you just feel called to try something else. You, You know, you have the power. You hold the power in your own healing. So you know, switch when you need to and advocate for yourself. The next one would be, like I said before, you you can't heal in the environment that made you sick. So start cleaning up your environment. That could be your home, your relationships with people, the environment in yourself. So like what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your body, start creating that new environment that supports your healing and ask yourself, Every time you're doing something, is this supporting my healing or is this keeping me unwell? I think that's always really good to ask. Nutrition and supplements, like these, do not overlook these. They are so powerful. Food is literally medicine. Like it is so, so powerful. So cleaning up your diet, even if your doctor says it's not going to affect you, it does. It does. (laughs) Don't believe that. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, just keep having faith. I know when you're in the depths of it, you're in that tunnel, you can't see the light at the end of it, which is so hard because you don't know you're stepping into this unknown. You have no idea what is going to happen on the other side. Just keep having faith that you can heal, you can get there. And that the other side is going to be even better than where you started. Yeah. That's amazing advice. That's so perfect. So Thank you. I like to ask three questions, people that have healed from something. Mm-hmm. So one is, what is the biggest lesson you learned while you were healing? What is the biggest obstacle you experienced and the biggest kindness someone showed you during that time? So yeah, those are good questions. <laughs> so we'll start with the lesson. What was the biggest lesson? Gosh, there were so many lessons in that journey. <laughs> so it's hard to pick the biggest one. I mean, I think the whole thing was a lesson, right? I was going down a path that I really wasn't meant to go down in this illness. 
changed my life and steered me in the direction that I meant to go in and helped me find my purpose. And I think it just really taught me how to be kinder to myself and have compassion for myself and others. So it just, the biggest lesson in this was just teaching me to be a better version of myself. That's a very big lesson. Yeah, I mean, if something can guide you to your purpose and make you be kind to yourself, that's a huge lesson. And then what was the biggest obstacle? I think the biggest obstacle was trusting myself and making those changes. You know, I think, like I said before, we put our power into everybody else and we don't listen to our own intuition. And if I just actually listen to my intuition and the things that my soul was trying to tell me to do, I feel like I probably would have healed faster, but, um, you know, it was still part of my journey, but I feel like if I just trusted myself that I could heal and get there, it would have just made life easier. Yeah. And then the biggest kindness someone showed you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like my brother was the biggest kindness. He really, really helped me when I was unwell and he did so many kind things for me during that journey. Um, you know, he used to meal prep for me. He used to, um, you know, he was what brought me joy when I was really sick. You know, he did anything to make me smile through those really hard times. That's so sweet. It's so nice to have support from someone really loving support when you're going through something. So that's amazing. You had his, his love there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I am so glad that you have come to this point in your journey where you are feeling good, vibrating at a high level and really spreading, I guess, the information and the hope that people suffering the same thing you did can heal. So thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. Well, that's great. You gave people a direction to go in if they want to start healing. And if they don't even recognize they have Lyme, they can now listen to your symptoms and maybe they will tap into the fact that there's something going on in their bodies. So where can people find you? Yes. So my website is healingwithness.com. It's spelled healing W ness like an abbreviation dot com and then my instagram is healing with ness as well and it's healing w period n e s s and i answer my dms so if anybody has any questions they can email me or they can message me on there all right perfect well and i'll put it in the show notes as well okay so. awesome Thank you so much. I really appreciate just who you are, which you've shown in this conversation and your willingness to share this personal journey with others so they can heal. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Be sure and follow Open-Minded Healing so you'll get every new episode as soon as it's released each Tuesday. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.